Welcome to today's online message from Long Eaton Oasis Christian Centre. We are a church at the heart of the community, with a heart for the community. And we're so glad that you've joined us. We hope that you'll be inspired and encouraged today. Please don't hesitate to contact us. If you want to find out more, you can visit our website, www.longeatonoasis.co.uk, or you can direct message us. So this morning, if you have a Bible, please turn with me to James, uh, the book of James, uh, chapter one. We're continuing a series that we've been sharing together in James, and uh, James chapter one, verses 19 to 27. Uh, you might want to turn to it. Uh, I'm going to read it in the old, good old uh, paper, paper copy of the Bible, and uh, you might have it on your tablet or your phone. It's not going to come up on screen per se, so... Just one verse that is particular. But, but so James chapter 1, verse 19 through to 27. And uh, my title this morning is Just Do It. And we'll look at that together in the next few moments. So I'm reading from the NIV and it reads like this. My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about a righteous life, but that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word, but does not do what it says, is like the man who looks at his face in a mirror, and after looking at himself, goes away immediately and forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. If, I meet lots of Christians that say, I just want to live for God, I want a blessed life. We're blessed as we do what God says. It's, it's, it's an amazing, you can live a blessed life. It's an amazing life. If anyone considers himself religious and yet does not keep a tight rein on his tongue, he deceives himself and his religion is worthless. Religion that God the Father accepts is pure and faultless and it's this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself uh, from being polluted by the world. Just do it. In 1987... There was an ad campaign uh, that had this tagline uh, by the company Nike. And um, at the time, the company weren't sure whether they wanted this, needed a tagline. But it, it, they went with it and it, it sort of caused uh, ripples all around the world. And Nike was a brand, uh, and still is a, a, great, a great brand, um, Sports gear and sports shoes it's become sort of iconic in, in, in many ways. And the marketing company came up with this tag that, that was, 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 everything was, was like, you know, don't just have the gear, do something about it, do it. Just get out there, do it. And uh, you can be successful, you know, you, fitness, um, you know, sport and fitness. You can be, have a better life, a better lifestyle. And uh, it, it went on to, to really drive. And th there was loads and loads of feedback from people. It became, for some people, um, believe it or not, it didn't just become just a bit of a sports tagline, but it became something to live your life by. 
Get out there, do it, make something of yourself, you know, do something, achieve something. And, and, and it, it was something that, that went with the brand. Today, it, it's, it's sort of still uh, um, powerful. Uh, even if you, if, you, if you see just the word, just do it, you, people will say, that's Nike. And, um, but it's interesting, you know, over 2,000 years ago, um, it wasn't a marketing company, but a man called James that said, just do it. We need to do it. You can hear the word. And, and interestingly, in verse, chapter 1, verse 22, do not merely listen to the word. You can see it on screen there. And so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Just do it. Uh, uh, you, you know, you can, you can have the sports shoes, but you've got to put them on and run and get... And, you know, we, we can hear this faith, but you've got to put it on. You've got to live it and, and get out there. And uh, uh, it, it's amazing, and uh, it's something that we're going to look at just over the next, the, next, uh, the next few minutes. And so there are three things that I want to just highlight really briefly this morning to sort of unpack that. And I suppose the key that to uh, what we're going to look at this morning is really this verse, although we're going to look at all of, the, all of those uh, few verses that we shared together. And it's this, you know, it, we deceive ourselves that we are Christians if all we do is we hear about God but don't do anything about it. it it's, not, it's not lived in our lives. And, and that's a powerful thing if you reflect on that for a minute. Self-deceived, self-deception. If, if we hear about God and we hear the word of God and we, re, we read it in the Bible, but if we, it doesn't take root in our lives and we do something about it, then we're self-deceived. And that I find remarkable and really powerful. And so this morning, what can we do about it? How do we just do it? One of the three simple things that James covers in, and, and the thing about James is he's very forthright. He's pretty direct. We've been looking at this as a church in our life groups and, and as a series. And, and what, you're, what we'll find about as we read, there's no hiding. It's to the point, do it. And, and in, in the age in which we live, uh, that's that being that sort of being in your face like that, it, it, it's quite challenging, and and none of us like to be told, as it were, what to do. That sort of age in, in which we live, but it's it's about obedience, hearing and obeying, and being, and and that's that's the heart and root of what James is getting at. So look, three things, and and the first thing is this: if we're to just do it, is to, is is to this, and James says this is. To hear the word. We're to hear the word, um, to accept, accept the word, take it to heart. That's the second thing. Uh, do something about it. It's, it's got to reach our hands. So to hear, heart, and hands. So the first thing is this. We, we're to hear the word. You know, so, and he says that in, in verse 19. It, he, he says there, my dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. This is in the context of hearing and doing the word of God. Okay, And so th th these verses that we're reading are in that context. And so the first thing for us, if we're going to live that life, the Christian life, and live for God and live Jesus, is that we need to hear him. I've got to take my glasses off to see you. We need to hear him. And you know, I don't know about you, but I, I, I reflect on this. There are so many voices in the world today. There's so much 
There are so many people. There are so many pressure groups. There is so much, um, you know, in advertising. There, there is there's so much in, in, uh, in online content, in social media. There, there are so many voices vying for your heart and attention, and my heart and attention. So many. There's so many. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a challenge to say, we just need to hear God. It's, it, it is, it's a challenge. It is a challenge to say that. Even to, even to have a moment of, of silence, as it were, it, it, it is, it's a challenge. And so we, the, the thing I'd say is this. If we're going to hear, and there's a lot of voices for our attention, we need, you and I need to put ourselves in a place to hear. We have to take us, put ourselves in a place to hear God. Um, now, in what would be um, today, you know, everything's digital, um, but in, in, the more anal- in the days of analog, actually, it's all coming back, isn't it? I was browsing the other day looking at, um, uh, it was an HMV shop. You know, HMV has sort of left, now they've sort of come back in one or two shops. And in this HMV shop, there were record players. And records. So analog has come back into vogue big time. You know, everything's digitized. You, you, you just stream if you're on Spotify or something like that. But, it, but, but it, analog, in the days of analog, for those of you that, and for some, we haven't got a clue what analog is, but in, in the days where you would have a radio, you would tune into the channel that you wanted. If you go back even further, you would have called it a wireless. Yeah, those of you that nod your head, I can see you stop nodding now. But um, the radio, what was the radio? You tune, and you get sort of near, and, you, and then you'd fine tune to actually get the, the clear signal. Nowadays, it's all just done. You just click, you're on, clear. Yeah, I get that. But 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 analog's coming back, and um, well, it, or it is back. It's it's sort of in vogue again. And um, it's, it's that, for you and I, there's so much. And, and, and we sort of say, yeah, like the Bible, yeah, I sort of agree. and Yeah, I hear that. But you have to really hone in. That's why Jesus says, look at me. I often would say to people, look at me. Um, or, you know, the Apostle Paul says, fixing our eyes on Jesus. And so for you and I, there is, there is it's, it's, we, we, we hear, but we've got to find We've got to tune in. And that takes attention. And, and you, you know, forgive me if you've heard me say this many times. We have to have intention to give our attention to God. That's a challenge in the age in which we now live. Pulling you here, listening to that. I, I sometimes get surprised how, how some Christians will, will, will take their view off of social media. Even the Christian social media rather than hear what, does, what is God really saying on this? What does the word of God say on this? What does God say on this? And it, that's a challenge today. Uh, it's probably always been a challenge, but it, there seems to be a myriad of things. I don't know about you, but um, if, if for, so, so it, for me, if, if I'm, um, I've got something to do, uh, say, say it's like I, I, need to, I need to get to the final stages of writing out my sermon or message, and, and I... But I can find loads of other things rather than do that. I'll, I'll, I'll actually do something. I might even hoover up a bit or something like that rather than finish. But there's lots of things that can take our attention. And it's a bit like that with our, our heart and with God. As a Christian, you can love God, 
But there's a lot of stuff. And so you won't... And to read and to hear and to think and just take a moment. There's a lot of stuff. And so it takes tune. It's only a picture. Fine tune. Focus. And that will take a lot for you and I. But that's what being a disciple... That's why Jesus said, follow me. And following is getting up and walking each day, isn't it? You know, and that's our discipleship. So, so God calls us so, so to hear him. And so, and so he says there, look, I need to move on quickly. He says, we must be quick to listen. Do you see it there in verse 19? But my dear brothers, you know, hear. And we must be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. There's a few things around hearing. You know, quick to listen. And, 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 and listening is quite a skill, particularly in the age in which we live, if you want to summarise things quickly. Lots of people don't even read it all. They just read a bit of this, a bit of that, and I've got the idea now. Or we don't even have to listen to it all. I hear a bit of it and I think, I've got the idea now. Listening. And, and then we do that with each other. We don't even listen to the facial expressions of people. We don't actually listen to what their heart is saying. We've got our own ideas sometimes, and they kick in. And so he says, so, so James says, listen. The art of step back from yourself, intentionally tune, focus, wait a moment. And that ta- that's, I don't know about you, but I think that's quite challenging. But that's what we're called to do, to hear, to hear the word. Slow to speak. It's a powerful thing to just... And slow to become angry, you know, um, to get wound up. Lots of angry people in our world today. I know there's lots of things going on in our world, but there's a lot of anger, isn't there? When people get so angry with each other, if we disagree on something, and, and we take it, I'm out, and, and there's no, there's, and, and so we're not allowed to debate and talk and listen, listen to someone's point of view. We get angry, and, 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 but Christians, can, we can almost do that with God, where we won't even, we, we get uptight and say, I don't agree with that, I don't like what I'm hearing. And listen. Listening to God. And even what you hear this morning, you'll hear things that you might not like. And, but what is God saying to you? No, not what am I saying, but what, what is in between of what you hear? What is God saying today? He wants, to, he wants our attention. Second thing, so he says, hear. The second thing that, that we can do if we're just going to live it, do it, uh, is this. Is to, um, it's, is to accept or receive the word. Take it to heart. Look in verse 21. In verse 21, therefore, get rid of all moral filth uh, so prevalent and, and humbly accept the word planted in you. Humbly accept. So to hear, now it's take it to heart. So when you hear it, that's only part of the story. There's the next part of the story for you and I is taking it to heart. Humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you, could save your marriage, could save your home, could save your life, save our eternal uh, our soul, you know, a relationship with the living God, you know, save us from a predicament, could save us at work, the word of God, the, the, what God says into our hearts and lives. And so it says there, humbly accept. The New King James or the King James Version says, talks about accepting. The NIV says accepting in the King James, New King James, receive receive it. It really literally means take this to heart. Take this to heart and you'll see it on the screen, you know, um, before you. 
And uh, it's one thing, you've heard, probably heard it said, that the, the distance, it's only, it's only about six inches, well, probably a bit more than six inches, um, my brain's a bit smaller, but, but uh, to go from the head to the heart, to go from the head to the heart, it's only a short space, but it's, it's, a, it's the Grand Canyon in life, isn't it? To, what, what we hear and is in our heads to actually be received, taken to heart. It's a huge thing to take God's word, to take what Jesus says. You know, we can, we can, be, we can read in the word of God that you are forgiven, but we don't feel forgiven. I've met lots of people that don't feel it all their lives. And what we hear, what we know, to be received in the heart. Uh, and, and equally, obedience comes, and what we take, take it to heart. We take it to heart. And, and this is what, you know, what it means there, to humbly accept. The, the word humbly accept, the word there, uh, the, the planted word. And so, uh, uh, humbly, literally, it literally there, that, that's a challenge in itself. To, 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 it means I can't, but you can, God. To be humble. You don't mean to say, oh, I'm not very good at this. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm rubbish. You know, that's, uh, you, know you do it because you're, you're so much better than me. It, it, doesn't, mean, it doesn't mean that. The, the humility that's, that's being mentioned here is it's, it's not me. God, there's something about human nature, isn't there? The fallen human nature says, I can do this. It's us. It's me, my, and I. It's the me, I speak about it a lot because it's a lot in me. The me, my, and I in me. That's sin. It's the me, me, me. I, I'll, I get, I, I'll do, I'm, and it's that aspect. And so humility says, this is me, and I give me to you, God. And I say, you, please let it be you. Help me. That's humility. That's coming with humility. It's more of him, less of me. And that, that's a process of opening up our hearts to God, isn't it? And, and that's what it says, so humbly. So it's that attitude to receive. That's the, that's the key to the opening of the door of the heart, to receive. And that's a challenge. It's, a, it's all challenge this morning, isn't it? That's a huge challenge because there's something about my nature. We're living in the here and now with what we see is what you get. And I'll do this and I'll get that. And this is what you should do. And, and they've done this to me, so I'm going to go and do that. It's the me, me, me bit in me. But not me, Lord, but you. you I give my life to, to you. That's, that's humility. And to humbly uh, receive. Uh, the word, it says planted. This is a picture of the parable of the sower. James, the brother of Jesus, would have heard Jesus speak about life and obedience and the word of God and it being planted. And, and, and he's alluding to this. He says, the word planted in you. Receive it humbly. And, uh, it, and, it's, and so in the parable of the sower, Jesus speaks about good soil. And so, to, to, so the good soil of the heart where, the, where God's word can, be, can take root and grow in us is to be good soil is humility, is, is not me but you and, and an opening of my heart and giving my heart to God, isn't it? And, and this is what he's getting at here, to be humble. And, and to accept or to receive, it, that means take to heart. The, the word planted um, must be cultivated, in other words. If you stay with the analogy of, of plants and seed and the word of God being like a seed and it, and it being planted, what you hear is to be cultivated and taken to heart and cultivated and that's a challenging, that's another challenge, isn't it? To cultivate what God is saying to you about your marriage, your life, who you are, your forgiveness, the way to walk, how to live, your healing. 
to cultivate that. I don't know about you, but there are many voices that you hear that this is what you are, this is what you're to be, this, this is the many genders that you can have. And, and, but to hear what God says and then to take that and let that be planted in, take it to heart and cultivate that. To cultivate, that, that, that's, that's a powerful, powerful thing. I think as to receive and you heard me speak about this, and it's something I try to practice, and the challenge that I feel is to cultivate, to receive, is, and to, to, is, needs to be a rhythm of reflection on what you hear, to reflect on what you hear. Word for the day, app, which is, sold, which is freely distributed to millions around the world, it has a thought for the day, a one verse, and it's called a verse of reflection. You can just reflect on a verse every day, and it's given to you every day. You could reflect on that every day. Uh, I tend to like try and read through the Bible. But there has to be a rhythm in my life of coming back, an ebb and flow of coming before God, of not sometimes hearing, but of coming again and thinking and reflecting on what God is saying to my life. It, uh, reflection means to pause, to ponder, and to pray. Some simple things. Pause, ponder, pray. If we're going to reflect, if we're going to cultivate, then there needs to be a pause, a, ponder, a hearing and reflecting, and then to pray, let that take root in me. Oh, Lord, I don't feel forgiven. I feel hurt. Maybe you're here this morning and you've been hurt by someone and so you don't, you don't, you don't, and, and you feel that... Uh, 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 an anger about what someone's done and, and, so, and there's an unforgiveness and an unforgiveness and there's a pondering on what God says about you how God loves you how Jesus cares for you how he's died for you to ponder that how he's healed you by his stripes to ponder that and to pray over that that's what I mean by a rhythm of reflection pause, ponder and pray and, and, and so the planted word becomes cultivated it grows in us and, and the word of God is living and active. It's not just a few good words. They're not good ideas. It's not an ideology. It's the word of God. This isn't just a few good sound bites. They're, they're, they're not good thoughts for the day, but it's, it's life. It's, it's food. Jesus said, man doesn't live by men and women. We do not live by bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God is food for life. Jesus is food for life. It's amazing. It's incredible. And as we cultivate and we begin to pause, ponder and pray, and we begin to accept, we, we humble our hearts and lives, then you find an amazing thing begins to happen. The, the word, if it's perhaps it's on forgiveness, it begins to take root, take shape, and begins to grow. And that growth begins to shape my life. It's quite amazing. It's the miracle and the wonder of the word of God. Hearing God, taking it to heart, it beginning to grow in my life, and I begin to grow. We talk about growing as a Christian. It's not how many years you've been a Christian. You could be a Christian only a few years, and you're really opening up your heart to God, and you could be growing, and the word of God transforming your heart and life. And so we take to heart, and, and there's a few, you know, we, we, there's a few, uh, what we've, we've shared a few ways of, of how, how we take and accept the word of God and receive it and begin to grow. Um, and that begins to grow, you know, in our hearts and in our lives. 
And so take to heart, so we hear the word, take it to heart, and finally, James says this, do what it says. It has to come to hand. You know, we hear it, it, it fills our heads, we receive it, it begins to take, plant it in our hearts, and we begin to cultivate. And, and, then, and then James says, it's got to be, it's got to be, yeah, it's got to be released in your life. Uh, I would say your ha- through your hands, through your life, through our lives. Do what it says. We see it there in verse, verse 22. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Do what it says. And uh, so in other words, when, when we receive the word... And we, there's a rhythm of reflection as we call, so we receive, we begin to hear and we receive it. And then there's a rhythm of reflection that begins to cultivate it. That then it needs to then be released. Receive, reflect, and then the, the, it's released in our lives. Uh, you know, the, 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 our life, the Christ life, the Christ-like life. So, so as we receive, we reflect, then it's it becomes, it's released. Now, if you're receiving and it's growing and be, our lives are being shaped, there becomes a natural release. This is, this is incredible. And it's, it's, uh, as our lives are, 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 we're shaped, as we're shaped by God's word planted in us, we're receiving it and beginning, it begins to grow in us, then as we're being shaped, we naturally share. What I would say is this. It's not that we are challenged on the outside. You need to do this. Just do it. Come on, you lot. It's not God saying. You know, that's a, that's a very external way, isn't it? Come on. Get and do it. You should. Yeah, and, we can, and so when we hear, just do it, you know, James says, do it, don't just hear it. We think, oh, I'm being told what to do. It's, it's all external. It's rules and regulations. I, I can't live a life like that. How, 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 do, you, how do you bless someone at curses? It curses you. Jesus talked about those sort of things. How, 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 do you, how do you give someone the other cheek when they've slapped you on? You know, Jesus said some incredible, forgiving and powerful things. You know, how do you love the, 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 the unlovely? You know, and um, you, you've got to do this. You, you go on, get and do it. And it's, it's very much like out external rule. Well, that's not what. Because James links it to the word planted in us. So as it's planted in us and we're shaped, now share. It's what's, it's, so it's not a challenge from the outside, but it's a change on the inside. And this is the challenge. Our challenge is not that we're, it's all, you've got to do this, rules and regulations. And people see Christianity and they say, got to go to church. You've got to do this. You can't do that. It's not the challenge on the outside, rules, but it's a change that comes in the heart and the inside, supernaturally through the power of the word of God, the heart of God, the counsel of God, all that God wants for your life and my life. And so if we're hearing, receiving in our hearts, then naturally there comes, and, and we stoke up the desire to release Jesus through our lives. It's interesting, at Christmas, we'll all be celebrating um, Jesus, God incarnate. The virgin gives birth. Mary gives birth to the Son of God. 
for the world. And what we, we would say is that God has come down. Jesus, John says, Jesus is the word that becomes flesh. And, uh, so, and there's a, a theological term, it's, in, the in, it's called the incarnation. And at Christmas, we'd be celebrating the nativity, celebrating God coming in the flesh, the baby that grew up, that saves the world. Saves the world. And, and so God comes in flesh, the incarnation. But you know, you and I, we're called to incarnate Jesus, flesh out, live, be. And this is exactly what James is saying when he says, do it, just do it. He said, that which is within you, now you're to be Christ-like. And as you, and as you live Christ, as you are, so people will experience and feel and you'll live that in your heart and in your life. And so it's a change that comes on the inside and it's the wonder of the word of God. And so he says, and with this we conclude, uh, he, so, and so he says there in verses 22 to 27, he, he, he says, do not, merely, do not merely listen to the word, but you deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is a man who looks in the mirror and then after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law, so this is the intention of coming before God, hearing God, seeing Jesus, giving our hearts and lives, reflecting and then um, opening our hearts and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, this is then being released in our lives. He will be blessed. Blessed. We know the presence, the protection, the provision, the wonder, the beauty, the, the holiness, the honesty, the hope-filled life of the life of God and the forgiveness of Christ, it says there. Then he goes on. If anyone considers himself religious and yet does not keep a tight rein on his tongue, he, uh, he deceives himself and his religion is worthless. Religion that God the Father accepts is pure and faultless and it's this, to look after the orphans and widows and in their distress and keep oneself from pollution of the world. So there's three things there. And he said, it's speech, service and separation. Watch, watch your tongue, speech. Uh, look out for widows and orphans, that speaks of service. And do not be polluted by this world, that speaks of separation. In, in, the, in the way in which we live out, we, we shape, our lives are shaped in the way in which we, we, sh we share our lives with this world. It's the, in, in how we speak, in how we serve, we give ourselves to others. And widows and orphans, so in the ancient world, widows and orphans would have been left to die in the street. If you go to India today, widow and orphans left to die in the street. They need someone to sponsor them. It's incredible in the world today that still happens. And it did in the East. And so what it says there, widows and orphans, what James is saying, and the early church, one of the marks of the early church was that they sponsored people who were left to die, who had nothing to give, and the church gave them everything. And so, so this is, speaks of service. So in our speech, in our ser serving our world, serving the community, serving one another, in how we give our lives, our time, our talents and treasure, not just for ourselves. And, and then it says, and don't be polluted. It means to be separate from this world. It doesn't mean to say that we, we go off to a monastery and we don't mix with people, but do not be taken by the ideology of this age. To be not be polluted literally means we're in this world, but not of it. And so what, what it says there is, don't be taken by everything you see on Facebook and everything and take to this and take to that and run for this and listen to that group. Often many of these things have an ideology that is not Christ. And our ethic and our life 
is based on Christ. What Jesus teaches, what God says, and what the Word of God says. For many Christians, if you don't know that, we're pulled all over the place. And so that's how we don't become polluted by this age. We can live in this world, play our part in this world, not pull away from this world. You can still mix with beautiful people in this world. But it takes, that's a challenge when somebody says to you, I believe, you know, on the news, this, this, this and this. And you think, I don't really believe that. But am I going to say that? Or are you going to keep it to myself? Because it will rock the boat. To actually stand and believe what we believe is a challenge at times. Maybe at work, maybe with your boss, maybe at college, maybe at university, maybe in your work setting. There's a, there's a way of saying things, there's a way of approaching things. But to not, to hold what Christ would say for our hearts and lives. Now that's hard. But with this, Jesus said, now this is a cha- these are challenging things. What I've shared today, these three things are a challenge to hear, to take to heart, and to give our hands. But Jesus said this, he says, you know, although he would be to his disciples in John chapter 14 onwards, he talks about going and being away and going away. And he's talking about the cross. But he says this, I won't leave you alone. I'll send the Holy Spirit to be with you and in you. It's in John chapter 14 onwards. And also in Acts, Jesus said, I'll send the Holy Spirit so that you can be my witnesses. And so we have that today, the Holy Spirit. How about this? It is, so there is a challenge to live this life, this beautiful life, this glorious life. Live for God. Go for God. Tell the world that Jesus lives. Live it out in our lives. And that is a challenge, and it can, you can feel intimidated by the age in which we live. But Jesus said this, I've sent the Holy Spirit, who's like me, to be with you and in you, so that you can be so you have the power to be like me and to be me in this world. We're not gods, but we can be Christ-like. It's powerful. It's supernatural. It's dynamic. And so Jesus said he's a helper, comforter, advocate. He uses words of the Holy Spirit. He's a help, helper. He'll comfort you, encourage you, heal you, deliver you, be with you. He will help you, give you the words, give you the encouragement, open the door for you. He's the advocate. He's the one who will stand in the gap when you feel that there's a distance between you and others and you're concerned about where, what's going on in your life. Supernatural power to be his witness and the, the heart and life of Christ. So, you know, today, uh, if the worship team would come back, we're going to just stand together as we just, just lay hold of this for our hearts and lives today. Let's read his word. Let's hear his word. But let's also rely on the spirit. Read his word and rely on the spirit. Read the word of God and rely on the Holy Spirit. I mean, really rely on the spirit. What would happen in our church, in our family, your life, your home? Our church, our town, our nation, if as Christians, all the Christians really read the word, really heard what God had to say for them, we really relied on the Holy Spirit, what would happen? There'd be a revolution. There'd be what's called a revival, a renewing, a stirring, a power of the Holy Spirit in our hearts and lives. And so today, you don't have to be alone. You don't have to be orphaned. You might feel weak at times. Let's call on the power of the Holy Spirit as we seek to live for Jesus. God bless you. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you this morning that you, Jesus, are alive today. Thank you, Jesus. 
You know, there, there's so many ideologies, there's so many voices, there's vociferous voices that will li- look to cancel us for what we might say in your name, for what we might stand on in your name. You cannot be cancelled, Jesus. Thank you for that. Lord Jesus, your word is powerful, goes into the darkness and sheds light. Thank you, Jesus, that you are alive. The Romans and the Sadducees and Pharisees tried to cancel you. Death tried to cancel you. Hell tried to cancel you. You rise victorious, alive, holding death and all of that which seeks to cancel captive in a train of victory and glory. And so this morning, Lord, we say thank you, Lord. When our lives are founded in you, grounded in you, nothing can separate us from you. Nothing can cancel us. And so we say thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus this morning. We give you our hearts and our lives and pray that you'll stir the Spirit within our lives and our minds this morning. Holy Spirit, you'll come afresh. You're not just something we hear about or some, someone we hear about, but we want you to be released in our lives. Comforter, counsellor, helper, help us as we seek to live for you, Lord Jesus. Release afresh your word in our hearts and lives. I pray, Father God, as we read, you may jump out the page, leap in our hearts. The two said on the road to a mess, did not our hearts burn as Jesus opened up the scriptures and walked with us? Lord, would you just burn in us and stir something fresh in our hearts and through our lives, we pray. Change me on the inside to be more like you. Maybe you're here this morning for the very first time. You know, you can be, live a good life. You can maybe have prayed. You might have even you know, gone to church or you're here for the first time. But all those things are they're wonderful and they're good. But that will not save you. That doesn't make you a Christian if you say, I even go to church. But what, what it is, is to give our hearts and lives to God afresh for the very first time. Say, Jesus, forgive me for living for myself. Father God, forgive me for living for me. I now want to live for you. And I give you my heart and I give you my life. That might be you this morning. And you come, give your heart and life to God through his son, Jesus Christ, right here, right now, this morning. Maybe as Christians, we need a fresh stirring of his spirit to stir up his word that we might hear him afresh and see him anew. Oh, I pray, Father God, in our marriages and our homes, that there be a fresh fire. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Let's stand together, shall we? He's able. God is able. He will never fail. He is almighty God. Greater than all we need. Greater than all we have. He has done great things. Lifted up, defeated the grave. Praise to life, our God is able. He's able. Through you. you. Might not always feel like that. Just do it. James says, just do it. What would happen? 
if you took that to heart, if we, if we take that to heart rather, not you, if we take that to heart, what will happen? What could happen? What could happen? In the power of the Holy Spirit, not my strength, He's able, what could happen? Let's just sing those words as we conclude this morning. God bless you. Don't have to rush away. We're serving coffees. We, if you're here for the first time or if you've come for the last few times, we'd love to say hi and meet and catch up with you. And we, we're going to have coffee together. But just what would happen if we just, you know, took hold of what James says? Hear it, now do it at work. He's able. Let's just sing those last words over our lives. And may you go in the power of the Holy Spirit. And may you be released with all that God has for your life and the plan he has for your family. He does have plans for you. Plans that are good, plans to prosper. God is a good God. Let's just sing those words one last time, but over our hearts, over our lives, over our town, over our church this year. Let's just sing them again. He's able. Just do it this morning, we say. God bless you. Lift it up. Lift it up. Defeated the grave, raised to life, our God is able, in His name we overcome.